Fly in those Lucas Oil colors, Tommy Dreesey joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Tommy, you've got yourself a Trans Am Championship. You have so many race wins. But, dude, when you roll into a race like today in Austin uh, at Coda, you have that first lap incident. Do you just want to pull that damn car over and go, what the hell's it was going last on? Year. <laughs> oh, well, I, I guess you found out what went on. Uh, man, I just, you know, it's like that first lap, that first corner at that, at, at that place. Uh, it's just always been tricky for everybody. And uh, even before the race, you know, uh, I was telling Chris Dyson and Ernie Hayne and, and Boris said, hey, if we get side by side there, whoever gets to the S's first, we got 30 laps to go. And I got together with somebody. I tried to get out of the way and it put a big little hole in the, it put a big hole in the front of the car. So it was diabolical. I didn't spin. The other person spun. Uh, I didn't get penalized for it. They called it a racing incident. And, uh, you know, I went from, I think, third or fourth back down to ninth. And then uh, in the end, man, I, I squeaked out a third place and I got a little hardware and, you know, um, really represented the Lucas Oil uh, company and the family. And we had Lucas Oil inside the ECR engines. We had the coolant stabilizer and um, you know, and, and then we use that slick mist to make that car look beautiful. Tom Adresi, of course, grabbed himself a podium in Austin this weekend at Coda, running the Trans Am class. And those cars are just freaking beasts. And Statman, who will be asking a couple of questions here in a moment, has been a strong proponent of the Trans Am class and really just w- what those cars have done and continue to do. When you run into a, a, something like that in your first first lap incident accident, do you think, damn it, if, if I could just have a lighter, skinnier car, I'm out maybe able to work my way up a little bit easier? Now I've got to freaking barrel this beast around this track to try and grab a podium? Yeah, you know, you know, I, it, 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 you know, hey, the number one rule is supposed to put your head down. It took me a half a lap because I really, really fell behind. And, um, like I said, I lost a lot of the arrow in the front, and these things are beast. We were doing 184 miles an hour on that back straight, and uh, and there's a lot, a lot of carousel, high speed corners and low speed corners, and uh, you know, just uh, once I got past that, once I caught the first one, then I, you know, I put my head down. The crew was keeping me calm. You know, they were giving me times on who's the next person to go after, how far I was. I was catching them. I, I think we really had a car to win that race, but, uh, you know, you got to put that behind you. This, you know, stuff happens and it's, uh, I guess it's an old saying, it's who we covers quickest, you know, mentally. And, uh, that car, that car, it was, it's already a beast. And, uh, without that, with, with, with that push I had in it from the, from the air getting into the front <clears throat> under the hood, it, it was diabolical, but man, that's, it, it's, it's, they're just the best cars to drive. And, uh, you know, just so fortunate, you know, and, uh, uh, team was really happy because, uh, you know, we, we kind of hung into the points there, you know, uh, Ernie's still ahead of me right now, but, uh, we're still fighting. We got four more races to go. So going to just, uh, keep, keep pushing, keep pushing. Well, you talk about having more races to go and you also talk about how these are beasts of cars to drive. You love driving them. Where do you love to drive them best? I'm hoping Laguna Seca might be one of them. Your season finale. Oh, well, well, you know, now, now they're coming to the West coast and I'm a West coast boy, you know, I'm from Hollywood, <laughs> California. And, uh, gosh, you know, that, that, that Laguna Seca is just the most amazing. Now we are going to road Atlanta 
where uh, where I've done a prototype, I've done the LMPC class, and I was fortunate to do a few of the 10-hour races there. So I got a lot of seat time there, and uh, I think we're going to make hay there, and then hopefully now we can uh, get some points back there. It's a double race at Road Atlanta. And uh, <clears throat> so I've been on the podium there three, four times, and one time on the top step. So I really love that place. we got to collect some points and get ready to try to win that championship at Laguna. Yeah, you're a Petit Le Mans winner, right? I mean, that is no chump change right there. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, that 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 puts the biggest smile. That's 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 a, that was a big one. That was a real big one. So you talk about how, of course, you are a California guy. What in the world is this that I'm seeing that your alleged racing start came from street racing on Mulholland Drive? Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, I. I was an inner city. I was an inner city kid. I grew up in. The, I don't know if you guys know. It's the two one three area, the Pico Crenshaw area. And, oh yeah. You know. You know. You know. It was a. You know, lower income, but great people, good mix of people. But man, when I got my driver's license and I looked up, I could look from from where I was on Pico on this one street, Windsor. You could see the Hollywood sign, and I, you know, I just wanted to go see what's up there, and I, I just, I just started cruising Mulholland. Lowell Canyon, Coldwater, uh, Canaan Dune. We just, that's what we did, you know, and, uh, I guess I, you know, I, you know, I could afford a pair of back. My mom could afford a pair of basketball shoes. So I was a basketball player mostly, but every time I got in my car, man, I, I'd go cruising down the canyons and, uh, you know, a couple of times they put me in the back seat, uh, and really scared me really bad. So eventually when I was able to muster up some, couple bucks and uh try to get some sponsorship that's when i started racing and uh it, uh yeah they scared me straight putting me putting me in that back seat <laughs> well wait so okay you're in a back seat you're driving how did it translate to actual race cars though well so what happened was what happened was i started working for a guy and he heard that i had i was pretty good in a race car and this guy let me um drive a couple of his cars at Riverside Raceway back in the day and uh, Orange County Raceway. They're both gone now. And I loved and I would, he always take me to Willow Springs and he said, wow, you can drive. And, you know, uh, it, it just wasn't the time yet. But later on I uh, started vintage racing and uh, some, some of these guys said, hey, you got to get out of these old cars. You still have a chance to run pro. And somebody gave me a, a card to this guy who owned the Trans Am car and uh, just one thing led to the other, and in my, I won Rookie of the Year, and then my first race of my second year, I won the Long Beach Grand Prix, and then that got, got me a little bit of, you know, a name out there, I could hustle sponsorship, and I've been hustling for the last 20 years now, and uh, I'm still, uh, I, you know, I, it's, it's my, my wife and my kids are everything, but next to that, I, I just, uh, just passionate for the, for the sport, and, um, you know, I just, I just want to win. And, uh, when I got into the Trans Am car, it just felt like love. It was like, it was like a street fighter, you know, and I love street courses. You know, I love Laguna Seca. I love Watkins Glen. I love all the tracks, but man, do I really miss. And I think they're going to start uh, trying to work, getting us back onto some of the street courses too. Tommy Dreesey is the 2009 Trans Am champion. He's got an interesting video on the Trans Am site where he had a camera going in his car for the entire race. 
I think it was at Road America, and you could get it oh. A full idea about how the Trans Am cars snort and bellow and roar, and they're 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 more brutal than practically any other car in motorsports, aren't they? Yeah, I you know, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think one of the one of the coolest things about these yeah one of the coolest things about these cars is uh, I think you know besides the NASCAR. As far as a road car, uh, road race car, you know, these things make over 850 horsepower. But unlike everything else out there, uh, everything is paddle shift. Uh, you know, you've got, you know, you can go down into the, put the binders on and they have anti-lock brakes and they have traction control. These cars have a little downforce, brute horsepower, over 850 horsepower, but no traction control, no ABS brakes, and you got to shift them. Wow. Wow. So it, let me ask you a little about you. I remember you've been around a couple of days in motorsports and they used to talk about Tommy Dreese. You had something to do with the, the film industry, like uh, some unique thing that you did with the film industry, saving uh, uh, the film cards, the placards or something. What was that about? Well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm still, you know, ever since I was a kid, you know, I was, I, I started off, you know, sweeping floors and filing and I, at the same time going to school. And, uh, I, for all these years, since I was a teenager, I'm in the motion picture crew of advertising business. So any image, all the images you see and all the stuff that you see when you walk into a theater, we design, engineer, and manufacture that stuff. And oh. so, you know, I started off with, uh, started off with doing that and, and, and I'm still doing it, you know, right now, Hey, you know, let's all say a prayer that, you know, for the people who are getting sick out there, but, uh, we all need to get back to the ball game. We all need to get back to concerts and we all need to get back to be able to go see some big motion picture movies in the theaters. And, um, you know, it's been a little tough of a year, but you know, Hey, I have my health. We, you know, or, you know, we just gotta, gotta help each other out to get out of this, uh, this uh, pandemic. So, so Tommy, you really had, it really has been a tough year for you. Like a lot of people, if they're not releasing any new films, you're not doing any new signboards. Right. Right. So, so, so fortunately I've got a couple of companies and one of them I'm a partner in. So we've been able to keep the streaming, the live streaming stuff going. They still need that marketing just like the big, just like the the theater movie, you know, the movie's coming out in the theaters. So they're starting to open up the, the theaters now again. Um, they're doing some tests, but, you know, uh, we all want to take care of each other and not push too fast and too hard and get more people sick. So, you know, um, I'm hanging in there. And, you know, hey, I, I, I wouldn't have been able to really squeak through this uh squeak through this season without the help from the Lucas Oil family, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. I really appreciate everything they've done for me, and I hope I'm doing a good job for them, you know. Well, hey, Tommy, listen, uh, Tommy Dreese, grabbed himself a podium at, uh, in Austin this afternoon <laughs> in the Trans Am series. Listen, uh, Frozen 2, uh, Onward, Mulan, Trolls World Tour, all those films you were involved in, if you have any spare parts of those uh, boards lying around, you, my six and a half year old would, uh, I would be a rock star if uh, I found a few of those at my front door here next week. Hey, hey, I'm telling you, 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 you guys have, you guys have my number. 
If you guys want any kind of posters and stuff like that, I've got it. And uh, also, I got I, I got some pretty big standees, but I don't know if they fit in your. They're about ten feet by eight feet by, you know, four feet deep. So uh, yeah, if you want some stuff, I got some small stuff that'll fit in your garage or your house. I don't want. Yeah, I want you to get kicked out of the house. <laughs> Oh, that's that's as big as some of the houses I've lived in before. <laughs> Holy smokes, man. Oh, that is greatness. Yeah, hey, buddy. Love, yeah. Go uh, ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. It's just a pleasure talking to you guys. I love your show. And uh again, I gotta thank the Lucas Oil family and uh I just uh, I can't wait to get to Road Atlanta, which is only in about ten days from now. So uh yeah. I'm here for you guys anytime you need me, and uh, thanks for being around for all of us out there to put a great show on that you do. That a boy, Tom Adresi, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Grabbed himself a podium, 2009 Trans Am champion, race winner, many times over, flying those Lucas Oil colors. Tommy, thanks for doing this, bud. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. God bless. There it is. Tommy Adresi here in the Freak Nation. Just real quick, though, on his website, I think you would rather have a straight out of Compton or Zoolander or maybe Hercules, one one of 22 Jump Street instead of the Disney movies. Come on. It ain't about me anymore, Crash. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so true. Tommy's still there. Holy know, smokes. Right? It ain't about me anymore, man. It's a. I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you bastard. I'm still in the room. No, uh, no, ignore that. I, I want to be a rock star with my daughter, Tommy. Now hang the damn phone up, will you? <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. Uh, that is really cool, though. That's greatness. That's so good. 